The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1759. Today, part two of our two-part episode where we are covering details about the Rise of Skywalker trailer that nobody is talking about or that people are talking about entirely incorrectly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it too. Let's go. Hey, Rebel Razor. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. All right, so yesterday we talked a lot about the scenes on that desert planet, and today we're going to be talking about scenes that don't take place on that desert planet. For a start, let's talk about Kylo Ren and his fight through the forest. One thing that I have not seen mentioned anywhere is the fact that, you know, that guy that he takes down with his lightsaber? Well, his lightsaber doesn't exactly cut through the guy. You know what I mean? Like, lightsabers should be able to slice through people, but it hits this person like it's an actual physical weapon, not an energy weapon, and lifts them up in the air and drops them down. Him, her, it, you know, however, whichever gender you want to throw at it. Yeah, it doesn't slice the person like a lightsaber should. So what does that mean? Does that mean that Kylo's lightsaber is suddenly less effective than it had been to begin with? Does it mean that this person is wearing armor that is lightsaber resistant? Like that's kind of remarkable. And I've seen it suggested that these are resistance fighters. Well, not formally. I mean, they would have blasters. I know the resistance is, you know, outgunned and outmanned and all that fun stuff, but they would have had blasters and not clubs and other, you know, stick-based weapons like the people that we see fighting the First Order in this scene. But the fact that this one person seems to have lightsaber-resistant garb, well, that's pretty remarkable, and nobody has said a thing about that as far as I have ever come across. And speaking of Kylo Ren, I want to point out that whoever is repairing his helmet is not him. It's not Kylo Ren. Like, if you actually look at the hands, they're not human hands. They are dark hands and they are hairy. Yeah, it's not Kylo Ren. Someone else is putting his helmet back together. And you know whether that person is doing it for Kylo Ren or not, well, that remains to be seen. But yeah, it's not Kylo. And the only shot we see of Kylo in the teaser is him without the helmet. And there is a shot of him in the cockpit of a you know TIE fighter of some kind where he's not wearing his helmet either. So yeah, I, I don't know if he's actually going to wear his helmet again. Who knows? It might end up in someone else's hands. And let's also talk about what's going on, you know, when we talk about uh, spaceships and whatnot with the Millennium Falcon. So in the shot we see of the Falcon from the outside while it is in hyperspace, it has a round radar dish. I've seen this pointed out. This is not the Force Awakens slash Last Jedi radar dish. So, you know, it raises the question of whether, you know, Lando has done something where it has to be repaired again or something has happened in the intervening time between episode eight and episode nine where the dish got damaged and had to be replaced. Or maybe we're seeing a flashback. I don't know. But yeah, it definitely raises some questions to be sure. All right. 
Now let's talk about the big scene, the big reveal. Well, not the Palpatine reveal. We've talked about Palpatine, so we'll not cover that again. But the Death Star piece that is on whatever planet we're on. Everything I have seen, read, heard has suggested that this has to be Yavin or Endo or per end or <laughs> period paragraph end of story. Well, it's not the end of the story. And here are a good couple of reasons why. First of all, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, the explosive force of the explosions of the two Death Stars could easily mean that wreckage from those from those space stations escaped their systems. So it might not even be in the Endor system or the Yavin system. I mean, we're talking about, uh, in the case of the blowing up of the original Death Star, we're saying 34 years after the events of the original Star Wars and 30 years after the events of Return of the Jedi. So that's a long time for a you know, flying piece of debris to cross into a different star system, into you know an entirely different planetary system, and land on a planet and destroy it. Okay, but even if you said, eh, you know, that's probably you know that's pushing it, right? No, it has to be, you know, right closer to the situation. Well. Let's remember that Yavin, as we know it, is actually Yavin 4. It's the fourth moon of the planet Yavin. There are actually 26 moons orbiting the planet Yavin. So there are 27 different possibilities for where the wreckage of the Death Star ended up that are just in the system that it was in when it was blown up, okay? And as far as Endor goes, well, what we talk about when we talk about Endor is the forest moon of Endor. So there is a planet named Endor, and that planet actually has nine moons around it, including what we know as the forest moon of Endor. So there's multiple options in system for that Death Star wreckage to you know, have arrived at that aren't situations where we're going to see Ewoks. <laughs> as much as I might like to see Ewoks, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. And there's one other detail that seems to have been utterly missed about that scene where all of our friends are looking out upon the Death Star wreckage. And I'm going to talk about that after the break. Stay tuned. Hey there. If you're enjoying all the coverage that I'm bringing you from Star Wars Celebration and what I do every single day for you at Star Wars 7x7, I hope you'll consider putting something in the tip jar at patreon.com slash sw7x7. $1, $327, or more. Honestly, every little bit helps, and every little bit is just as exciting as every other little bit. Please consider supporting me in the work of delivering Star Wars stories and interviews to you on a daily basis at patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So in that scene where we see Rey and Poe and Finn and 3PO and BB-8 and Dio and Chewie looking out upon the Death Star wreckage, well, I've only heard it suggested once, and I haven't heard any other suggestions about this one way or the other. I've heard it suggested that this is happening at the beginning of the movie because Ray's outfit is cleaner than it is when we see it in other portions of the teaser. Well, here's why I think that's utterly wrong. Because of the fact that we see Poe Dameron in in a still shot on the desert planet, and uh, actually there are a couple of them that were shared um, in the Rise of Skywalker panel at Celebration Chicago and also a couple scenes shown in the teaser. We see him on that desert planet, and if you look at his left arm, you'll notice that there's nothing there aside from his shirt. 
Well, when we see him on that grassy plane looking out at the Death Star, you will notice that there is a band wrapped around his upper left arm. And he's holding his left arm, he's kind of cradling it close to him like it has been injured. And it's not like that in those desert scenes. So that suggests that the desert scenes are happening before this scene where we see him approaching the cliffside where he's looking out of the Death Star with his friends and he is injured. So there is that. I have not seen anyone talking about that particular aspect of Poe's appearances in any of the Rise of Skywalker stuff. So. That is going to do it for my rundown of details that have either not been talked about by anyone else or have been utterly misconstrued <laughs> or just missed entirely or, you know, otherwise just, you know, not deemed important enough where, you know, hey, we should be talking about these things because, yeah, I, I think it's rather worth pointing out. That's going to do it. And if there's anything else that you've noticed about these te the teaser and the other photos that we've seen that hasn't been talked about anywhere, if you think I've gotten anything wrong, then by all means, drop a comment wherever you happen to catch this episode or at home base for the show at SW7x7.com. And that is going to do it, like I said, for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.